As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Thanks for joining us for our latest episode of On Farm, the Food, Agriculture and Rural Matters podcast. This is Monty with you this time. This episode is the latest in our series about farm visits and experiences close to Scotland's biggest cities. We've worked on this episode once again with our partners at Go Rural Scotland. And the focus this time is Glasgow. We've got four fantastic farm locations, all within easy reach of Scotland's biggest urban centre. And all showcased here as part of the Go Rural from Glasgow campaign. Looking down onto the reservoir is beautiful, so you know you can see from from your your hot tub there. You you can lie back and just gaze out at the water. You might see people turning the cheese and rubbing them down, and the cheese sort of lives in here for you know around about a year before we sell it. And we use a lot of old-fashioned methods to make the gin liqueurs as well. You can see them infusing with fruits um, in the jars and there's always something different on the go. We're just actually above the waterfall, but we're going to cross uh, above the waterfall in the Polaris just now. And we'll I was go just down. going to say, it looks like you're going in and into the river. You are going yes, into the river. Are. You're actually... Sit tight, we are going in. <laughs> we yeah. are actually in the river, OK. <laughs> go Rural's aim is to get thousands more people living in Scotland's towns and cities to visit farms and crofts. For this episode, I'm going to hand you over to Glasgow-based radio producer Leanne Coyle, who has been doing all the exploring on our behalf. Well, you wouldn't think you're only 10 miles from Glasgow here. The first farm I'm coming to see today, Craig Maddy Muir, a, a farm that has a very special form of accommodation. I'm going to find out more about it. It's called the Roundhouse. I'm going to pull into their driveway. I can see Gordon and Susie are waiting for me. How lovely. And it's just outside Mulgai. I've come from the south side of Glasgow. It's taken me about half an hour to get here. And it's just glorious. It's just glorious. Hi there. Hi. 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 Pleased to meet you. I'm Leanne. Yeah, I'm Gordon and this I'm is Susie. Susie. Welcome to Creek Maddie Muir. Oh, thanks very much. It's absolutely beautiful. I can't believe that we're so close to Glasgow. I mean, yeah, you can see it in the distance. There are great views from here. Because we're up so high, you get a great view over you the city. Drive up this track about 80, 100 yards and then through the metal gates on your left and then drive along. Your own private car park along there next to the roundhouse. Lucky old me. Okay, okay I'll catch you up there. Okay. Thanks. See you in a minute. Bye. Okay. So now I'm on a dirt track, heading along towards the roundhouse. Now I can only imagine this is round. Oh, I can see it nestled in some trees. It's almost part of the, the little forest around it. 
Wow. Okay, let's get a closer look. Well, Gordon and Susie, this is absolutely beautiful. The view um, is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so tell me a bit more about the view then. What I mean, I can pick out, like I could see Glasgow University yes, away yeah, in the distance. you can make out the, the, the tower at the university there. When you drove in, we were you were obviously at quite an elevated position, so you had a great view. But up here at the Roundhouse, we're up a level again, so the view is even better. And yep. looking down onto the reservoir is beautiful. So, you know, you can see from, from your, your hot tub there, you, you can lie back and just gaze out at the water. Well, tell me, what is the Roundhouse? It has a boutique hotel feel. It's high-end, luxury, romantic accommodation Seclu- for two. Secluded it's accommodation. Secluded, it's very private, it's very beautiful. It's magical, actually. It's just a very special place to be. Yeah. Well, let's get closer. And Gordon, I hear you generally are the one that shows people around, so yep. can you show me around? Yeah, certainly. So here we have... Um, well, let's, let's walk along. Let's yeah, walk along the path here. So you've got your lovely wee private path here. Walk along, we'll walk along from the car and let you have a look. We always show guests the exterior first because everybody wants to see the hot tub. This is actually a new hot tub. This hot tub is off-grid. It's just got a wee pump and it keeps the temperature of the hot tub at a constant 40 degrees. Wow, sounds lovely. I wish I was staying here tonight, sadly not. So, how long have you been living here? And you are a working farm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, t- tell me about that and then why you decided well, to well, build Well, Gordon grew up here in the house next door. And we toyed with the idea of having holiday accommodation here because the views are just outstanding. And, we, you know, when people and friends and family come, they say, oh, you're so lucky staying here. We, we had to complement our farm income with something. So we decided to um, look into the, the accommodation side of things. And that is how the roundhouse started. And we were determined we were not going to follow suit and do your typical glamping wigwams you know four buildings in a row with no privacy and yeah i've stayed in many many a glamping site i can tell you and this does not say glamping to me Mm -hmm. not at all actually what this says is ben fogel's new lives in the wild (laughs) oh yeah that's great that's really good you would mind a visit from ben no i'm not i don't Thank you. Woo! Wow. Look at that. It's much bigger. Yeah. It's much bigger on the inside. A lot of guests don't realise how big it is. And it's very hard to get the perception of how big it is from the photographs. It's quite a lot to take in, isn't it? Because it's just so light, so lovely and warm. It's so well finished. Like you've got all this lovely furniture, the wood stoves are Mm -hmm. standing, a standalone wood stove. Yes. Um, a fully fitted kitchen but of course it's all round it it's called the roundhouse and the bed because it's the interior is obviously wooden as well it gives you a really nice feel and actually a nice smell there's a nice smell to the wood as well it's It's a really nice relaxing feel Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the designer has done a very good job this whole kitchen here is actually built on the curve so you know the the kitchen isn't just a square kitchen plonked into a round building the whole kitchen is round it's a work of art actually it's a work of art it's a floating kitchen so it's the the worktops curved all the cupboards 
I mean, it's just, it is a work of art. He's really done a spectacular job. We actually had guests in last weekend, and one of our highlights, the, the ladies' highlights, was to lie in the bed and looking at the ceiling, because everything yeah, in the ceiling... Really looked yeah, I was going to say, mm. yeah, so yeah. Tell, me, tell me a bit about the, the well, ceiling. Well, it's all... Give us a picture for people. Again, it's all, it's all the geometry, how he's managed to get it, all these different was, planks. It was very difficult for him to design and build, wasn't it? Yeah, all these different planks all into place, all wide at the bottom and narrow at the top, and they all fit perfectly. There's no gaps. And lots of guests comment and look at the wonderful ceiling. It's maybe hard to pick up just now, but you can hear birdsong. You know, it's that time of year, spring, there's beautiful birdsong. And it's just yeah, a lovely... It's, a delic, it, it's, it really it's an opportunity to just have a total digital detox. Switch off, be with the one that you love, and just... We, we, Relax. We, uh, we specifically don't have a, a television in it. We don't have super fast broadband. Again, the guests, recent guests sat in the hot tub and they were blown away because uh, uh, a young roe deer walked past about 15 feet away wow. and they were just utterly blown away. If they're not used to any yeah. of this, if they're used to sitting... Well, sitting even, you know, even if you are used to it, I mean, I, I do the changeovers at the, at the round house and... I often see deer and it just makes you stop and stop and stare and yeah I mean I can I'm, I'm getting that uh-huh. sense even just being here I can feel this sort of de-stressing yes. as I'm as I'm standing here so if people want to find out more about the roundhouse and coming to stay and availability and all that how do they do that our website that said craigmadamure.co.uk on that you will see an availability calendar and um, you can book direct by either emailing us at info at craigmadamure.co.uk or by phoning us. There's also a, a book now button which will take you to Airbnb if you're if that suits you. Brilliant. Well, listen, I know you're working farmers. You've got to get on, so I'm going to let you go and I'm going to get on to the next farm, see what they have to offer. Thanks so much, and it was lovely to meet you both. Thanks for coming. It was yeah. great to meet you. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah. that's me arrived at my second destination I'm at Walston Brayhead Farm and the reason I'm here is because they make cheese and I love cheese it's Errington Cheese is the name of their business so it's a working farm they've got dairy goats dairy sheep they have right in front of me a cheese shop which is absolutely brimming with wheels of wheels of cheese and I really hope I'm going to get to taste a bit of cheese today that would be amazing it's a busy place, it's quite buzzing actually there are people around, there are people that work here you know, help making the cheese there's a team of people that do it it's a pretty blustery old day today it's freezing as well but the prospect of getting some cheese is making me happy Hi, I'm Leanne, pleased to meet you Hi there, I'm Selena from Errington Cheese. Um, you've found us okay. We're just um, below the Black Mount outside Ellsrickle. I did, yeah. Well, it was about, a, I don't know, 40 minute drive or so where I was. 45 minutes from the centre of Glasgow and about 45 minutes from the centre of Edinburgh, really, depending on traffic a little bit. So, Can you just tell us what, we are, what we're looking at, what these hills are? Um, so we're looking at the, at the end of the Pentland Hills up towards um, the east. And then west, you're looking over Lanarkshire. And then we've got the pi- the pigs at the front here. 
and then there's some sheep just behind you, behind the trees there. Great. That you came in. And th- they are um, key because obviously you make cheese. <laughs> yeah, so they're dairy sheep, so they look a bit different to normal sheep. They're um, a bit thinner in the body and they've got a bit less less hair compared with the the ones on the rest of the farms around here. So I happen to be a massive cheese fan and I'm, I'm hoping to come out here uh, with my husband. My children love cheese as well. <laughs> so we'll come out one day and have a look and, and see what's on offer. But tell me, what have we got around us then? Because this is actually, this is the spot where you make the cheese, isn't it? Yeah, so we're just a small sort of family business. Um, so as you come in, you can see the cheese maturing in our maturing room. So that's the Coraline, the hard sheep's cheese. Up at the back, you can see cheese that's just been freshly made over the last few weeks, so it's not got any kind of mould or rind on it. And then it, it sort of we turn it a couple of times a week, so you might see people turning the cheese and rubbing them down. Um, and the cheese sort of lives in here for you know around about a year before we sell it. A year, really? <laughs> so yeah. What kind of cheese is this? Um, so this is Coraline, which is a hard sheep's cheese, made a bit like cheddar, but with sheep's milk, obviously. So it's got a sweeter flavour. This isn't the only cheese you make? No, so we're probably better known for blue cheese, Lanark Blue, and we also make a goat's blue as well, when we've got enough spare milk. We make lactic goat's cheeses, a sort of fresh, fresher cheeses. Um, we're just starting kidding just now, so we've not got any right at this minute. But um, You know, if people wanted to come and visit and try out the cheese what what would you say they can because there's a shop over there isn't there you can yeah that's right so over to the left hand side of the buildings we've got um a fridge where you can kind of help yourself to the cheese so it'll be the most sort of seasonal and um here we are brilliant then you can ring the bell (laughs) to get the attention if you can't see anybody because we're often busy making cheese so um, hi there um yeah and angela's here and she might bring you a bit of cheese over to taste. Well, that would be amazing. That's exactly what I was hoping <laughs> to hear. But so what we've got in here is just it's a wee space with some big, massive fridges, obviously keeping the, the, the cheese all fresh. So you would just come in here. You've got your honesty box. We've got an honesty box. You can take card payments as well, but obviously you have to ring the bell to get <laughs> yeah. Angela or somebody's attention. And then if you just open the fridge. Today we've obviously got Lanark Blue and Bigger Blue at the top. And then we've got Tinto, which is probably you won't find anywhere else, but we make yeah. it here. It's called After the Hill, which is um, it's about five or six miles away. And we can see it from the kind of over towards the west. Then we've got Bonnington Lynn, which is um, similar to Coraline, but it's goat's milk. So here's Angela with the cheese oh, for tasting. Here's Angela <laughs> with the cheese. Excellent. So what is what is this? Lanark Blue. Lanark Blue. Okay. Let's have a wee taste of this then. Wow, that is really good. Well, I'm a blue cheese fan, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. This wouldn't. This whole thing wouldn't have worked if I wasn't yeah. a, a blue cheese fan. That is really good. My dad started making cheese in the early 80s. Yeah, so I'm the second generation. Um, wow, of yeah, cheesemakers, yeah. fantastic. We've always been diversified, yeah. We we bought goats um, coming up for three years ago, and so that, that just helps us, cause, so we can make cheese all year round because the sheep are so seasonal. So we bought 100 dairy goats from Yorkshire, 
Wow. <laughs> so that's been the new thing, I suppose, and th that was diversification in itself. I'd love to meet some of these <laughs> hard-working animals that make this, you know, this lovely cheese. So can you can you show me around a wee bit? Yeah, so if we just go around the corner, around the, between the, the, the sort of cheese buildings and the farmhouse. Uh, okay. um, so through here we've got the goats. Oh wow, so there are the... The goats yeah, over so there. The, goat, so the goats down on the right here. Uh, well, one's having a goat scratch there on the scratcher thing. Is that a scratching machine? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think we need to take a closer oh, look at the scratching machine. So yeah. they, these ones are all pregnant actually, and are due in a four or five weeks. So, yeah, you can wow. see the yellow brush. It just rolls, <laughs> rolls round the back of them, and they can just stand. And I, I really would like one of those for myself. <laughs> <laughs> can you send me the link, please? Uh, so there's about what I can see in front of me. This is actually a really picturesque vista on the left-hand side of this massive, but really old-style, traditional-looking barn. There's about, I'd say, what, 40, 40 goats there. So up here we've got, um, there was a couple of kids that were born yesterday afternoon, so oh. I'll show you them. Amazing. I'd love to see the kids. So again, on this side of the barn, it's just like, there's just hay everywhere. This is like a kind of a cartoon version of what you'd <laughs> expect a farm to be like. The tracks are up ahead. There's some more goats on the right-hand side. They're all very quiet, aren't they? Yeah, they're quite, um, they're always quite peaceful. They're quite calm animals, especially compared with the sheep. They kind of, they like to take things in, take their time. Hello, um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt so watched in all my life. No, they're keeping, there's, there's one of them that was born yesterday that's just having a wee sleep just now. As newborns tend to. You sometimes get one of the because there's other ones that are pregnant, you know, they sometimes try and steal <laughs> steal the other babies as well. Oh, so I never knew goats had yeah, the reputation the sheep, of being the baby stealers. Steal me, but yeah, so... Um, well, this is an absolutely beautiful place that you have here. I mean, it's crazy to think I just um, had a little bit of cheese, but the layers and layers and layers of process that goes on behind that, obviously, starting with the animals... Yeah, I'll definitely be back. Oh, thank you. It was lovely of you to come out. Thanks. What's your website? It's erringtoncheese.com. I'm quite excited about this one. This is uh, stop number three for me, but sadly it is pouring out the heavens and it's pretty blustery. So I can't spend much time outside, but that's okay because here there are a few interesting indoor things to try. So I'm going to go and meet Jenny now, who runs the place. Hi, is it Jenny? Hi, welcome to the Wee Farm Distillery and Steak and Still Farm Shop. Uh, we're in Clumpy, which is a village just near Forth in South Lanarkshire. It wasn't too hard to get here, I just put it on Google Maps and, and yeah. off we went. But I wasn't expecting this, it kind of sprawls out as you come round a corner. I've just parked up in the car park and we're standing in front of this beautiful building. So this is a, it's a traditional farmstead and it was a former milking farm. Uh, we've been in here for five years. 
and we've converted it into a holiday cottage. We've got the Stillers Cottage, which is a beautiful um, stone building with a hot tub and barbecue hot. So you can come Very here nice. for your, your holidays. We've got gin on tap as well, which is a great attraction for everybody. Uh, <gasps> we've then got steak and still farm shop and we produce our own beef and lamb. We've got cheese and everything to go with gin and snacks, everything for the weekend, everything for a treat. And then next door to the farm shop, we've got the wee farm distillery uh, and we make our own gin and vodka in there. Well, I think that should be the, the place that we start, don't you? That's a good starting point, <laughs> definitely. Right, let's get inside. It is, the rain is coming down sideways, no exaggeration. The cows and the donkeys don't seem to be bothered, though. This is a gorgeous wee space. You've got a cupboard absolutely brimming full of different coloured gins. You'll need to tell me about that. And there's a bar here. I think that's probably a tasting bar, yes, which absolutely. is music to my ears. And then you've got this lovely piece of machinery over here. Tell me about this. I'm assuming this is how you make the gin. Yes, I we started in March 2018. And as first generation farmers, we thought we can't keep just being beef and sheep farmers. So our next passion after the kind of meat side of the business was gin. So it was a very natural thing to get into. And we learned the ins and outs of it. We sourced a still. And we've got a four metre by four metre stone buyer that used to have cows in it. And we converted that to be our distillery. This is what we're standing in this now, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So it's probably one of the smallest commercial distilleries in Scotland. I mean, people love seeing the variation. It's not what they expect. They come in and expect big, massive bits of machinery. And what we've got is a really petite 50-litre still. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a pride and joy sitting there. And when that still is running, it smells amazing. Um, the flavours of the gin and all the botanicals as well. So it's, it's a very simple setup, and we use a lot of old fashioned methods to make the gin liqueurs as well. You can see them infusing with fruits um, in the jars, and there's always something different on the go. It does look a bit sciencey in here as well, doesn't it? <laughs> Aye, we've got our core gin, so we've got Drover's gin, and we made that to go with steak, so it's quite a savoury, traditional gin. We've got Clydesdale gin, which it's the regional one, so it's got rhubarb and apple infused but it's at 40% uh, we've got farmer strength which is great in a day like this when the rain's coming down it's 57% and it'll, oh, it'll, 57% yes it'll switch the central heating on <laughs> uh, we won silver at Scottish Gin Awards for that last year so we've got like our core range of gins and then from that we cut them back to 20% alcohol and make a massive range of gin liqueurs and there's over 30 flavours at any given time and we do a great barter for gin for fruit and um, we make a load of different flavours, the gin liqueurs as well. And you're working here making the gin, so when people turn up, are they going to see you actually, you know, making the gin and bottling it and using the, the machinery here and can they taste it? So, so many questions. Yeah, so we open on a Friday and Saturday, 10 o'clock to 4, so that's when we open to the public or by appointment. Uh, we also do gin tastings, so people's welcome to come into the distillery um, and sample the gin, do a bit of a gin tasting, see what their, their preference is. And they can take in the whole environment. You know, they're sitting next to the still. We talk through the process of making it and everything's very open door. So it's great for people to see gin production on a smaller scale, on a craft scale as well. So I'm driving, sadly. <laughs> you know, OK, so I can uh, neck a shot, but can I have a... Just to use my nose. Yes, it's oh. always recommend bring a driver because we've got so much to offer. Now, our, our Drover's gin, it's, um, it's got all spice, pink peppercorn. We wanted to get that flavour pairing with steak so people can enjoy you know, a good steak with um, a nice gin as well. Th that's what you've just poured me now. It's, so it's Drover's gin. It's um, the, your core gin. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to give it a good sniff. 
It definitely smells like gin. Yes, you just need to get a takeaway. I just need to get a takeaway. That's exactly <laughs> what I need to do. It is Friday. Brilliant. So so people come in here, they have a couple of wee gins, they're, they're feeling good, and then they go next door yes. to your farm shop. Can yes. you take me through? Of course. Yes, let's Brilliant. do that. Oh wow, so this is this is a bit bigger than to me straight away what I'm thinking of is really old school shop. It's a bit like stepping back in time with your wooden shelves and the little stalls with with all the, the products which are obviously made here or connected to or local to here. Yeah. Our starting point was it was always the ambition when we got the farmers to produce our own beef. We take a lot of pride in that. We've got native cows and we AI to the Wagyu, so they're Native Wagyu beef is what we produce. So that's what you see in the fridge before you. We've just had a beef delivered. Beautifully marbled, really high quality uh, local beef. And there's a massive demand for it. We do a lot of pre-orders. Um, and people love the fact that it's grown here on the farm. And it's delicious. So that helps as well. Yeah. But given that was the starting point was, right, we do gin, we do beef. What else? We can also do lamb as well. But everything to go with it. So we started doing cheese boards, things for breakfast as well and then we realised that hampers was a really big thing, so all your lovely confectionery, um, mm-hmm. you know, your more savoury side with your crackers and relishes and chutneys, things like that. All your mixers for your gin as well, so it, it evolves all the time. We're finding we're a kind of one-stop shop for barbecues, so we've got a whole range of seasonings for barbecuing, so people that enjoy cooking, um, they're coming to the right place because we've got such a range to pick from when they, you know, they come in. It's like an Aladdin's cave for foodies. And obviously today is not a day for it because, like we say, the rain's coming down sideways. But if people turn up and it's a nice day, are they able to have a, a wee look around I mean, and see what's actually going on out in the farm? There's nothing better when someone comes in and they're interested in the farm because it's part of our job as farmers is to engage people with you know where their food comes from and what we do. And we're very, very proud to show people what we do. It's we just ran our Meet the Lamb events over Easter. And we've done that, uh, it was a free event, but we raised a lot of money for charity through doing that. And it was lovely to see people, you know, so interested in the lambs and getting that involvement firsthand with them. It was it was great. So I hope we can do more of that, kind of meet the livestock events. And it's definitely something we can grow on. It's great to see some customers turning up just now, uh, but obviously heading straight to your distillery. Yes. We're back outside again in the, the driving rain, but before I, I let you get back to work, can you tell me how people can find out more about what you've got on offer here? And that's the, the gin distillery, that's the farm shop, and it's also this lovely three-bedroom cottage, distiller's cottage, that people can come and stay in, and it looks beautiful. I've just had a look around. Um, how can people find out and more and book? Aye, you can go on our website, so it's um, www.thewefarmdistillery.co.uk um, We're also big on Facebook, so we post a lot on Facebook. I'm not so good at the Instagram, but no, if you look at the Wee Farm Distillery or Steak and Still Farm Shop, you'll see everything that we've got to offer on the farm as well. So just before you go, I thought it was quite cruel, you just got to smell the gin. <laughs> so if you would like to take this wee sample pack oh, and have a try of our gins and see what you make that, of them. Thank you so much. What have we got here then? There's three tiny wee bottles so and a lovely packaging. This is our main gins. We've got our Drovers, our Farmer Strength and our Clydesdale Gin. That's my Friday night sorted. Thanks so much, Jenny. That's really kind. No problem. Thank you. Well, here I am. I'm finally at the other side of Glasgow now. I'm at Kilmacomb on the west of Glasgow and really excited about this one because I can totally imagine bringing my children here. They're two and four because they do farm tours here. 
and this would definitely interest them. So let's go and find out a bit more. Hi, you must be Wendy. Pleased Hi. to meet you, I'm Leanne. Hi Leanne, yeah, pleased to meet you. I'm Wendy and welcome to Kilmacomb Farm Tours. Brilliant. You know, we've got land all around us here. I can, I've spotted some sheep away in the distance there. What do you actually graze here? Because it's a third generation working farm, isn't it? That's right, yep. So we're mainly sheep up here with a little beef. So we have 420 ewes lambing this year and we have 24 beef cows who are just at the point of calving at the minute. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we've just very recently decided to open up to the public. Yes, and that's why I'm here. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's going like a fair. We can't Brilliant. complain. We opened on the 2nd of April to the public to try and educate people as to where their food comes from. Mm. We started with the lambing experiences for three weeks, so 14 people could come in the morning and the same in the afternoon, and just find out exactly what happens behind the scenes on a working farm. And just some some reality checks as to why food prices are actually increasing due to the production costs. So people were really, really appreciated understanding what goes on behind the scenes of a working farm. So we've now finished the lambing experience and we're moving on to our new venture, the farm trailer tours. Can you tell me just what, because what we're seeing in front of us now... The sheep are all moving. I can see the buggy coming up behind them. What's going on here? Yeah, so my husband James is just gathering some of this year's ewes and lambs. It's North Country Cheviot sheep that we have, and they're a a hill breed. And he's bringing them in just to check everything's okay and to worm them. Yeah, they make a wee bit of noise as you move them. We've got one working working collie dog uh, called Flash, and she's about six years old. So she's also assisting my husband James uh, to bring these sheep in. Great. Flash is such a good name. There's no point in me, just just little old me jumping in the back of that trailer, but I understand we are going to be able to uh, jump in the buggy and uh, go to the first leg of the the tour. Yeah, uh, so a a typical tour, you would be here for two hours. Um, No two tours would be the same route, depending what time of year you come will depend on what you actually see on the farm at that point in time. We're a working farm, so if we're calving, you will see uh, what's going on in the shed at that point. If we're making hay or silage, you would see the crops uh, being cut and and turned in the fields or baled. And if we're working with livestock or dipping sheep or, or clipping sheep, that's exactly what you would see. I am really distracted, stroke impressed uh, by the sight in front of me. It just, it's little old James (laughs) with so many sheep and lambs and there's a couple running off to the side there being very disobedient. Uh, Or is that where they're meant to go? No, that's not where they're meant to go. (laughs) Get back! Where's Flash when you need her? But this has given me a really lovely insight. So Wendy, this is the this is the buggy. Then James is finished with it, and we can jump in. That's right. Yeah, this is a Polaris uh, Ranger, so it can tow up to fourteen people in the all-weather trailer. And we're just going to head on up to the old railway line. Brilliant. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so.
So this is us arrived at our first stop, the old Grouse Railway line. It's only two metres uh, wide and it was in use up to the mid-1970s. It was built by Lord Linlithgow, the shipbuilders, and it was his men post-World War One to keep them in employment that actually built the railway line. Cool. So what would we have seen back in the day? A bunch of guys in trailers with guns, is that correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lord Linlithgow used it um, to entertain his clients. So it was a grouse shooting moor, and the... The rangers from Clyde Muirshield actually recorded bags of up to 1,800 birds back in the day. So it was um, heavily populated with grouse and amongst the visitors was King Edward VIII. Oh, very good. So we're going to head back uh, down towards the steading and just at the side of the steading we've got quite a spectacular waterfall. Right, let's go and have a look then, thank you. Is this us coming up to the waterfall now then? Yeah, indeed. We're just actually above the waterfall, but we're going to cross uh, above the waterfall in the Polaris just now. And we'll I was go just down. going to say, it looks like you're going in, in, into the river. You are going yes, into the river. Are. You're actually... Sit, sit tight, we are, we are going in. <laughs> we yeah. are actually in the river, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're through, we're all right. Excellent. Wow. Let me have a closer look at this uh, waterfall. It's absolutely beautiful. I have to say, Wendy, I wasn't expecting uh, a waterfall to be part of a farm tour. That's quite unexpected, and but it's a welcome surprise. Yeah. I'm sure people say that. It is. It's absolutely stunning. Um, and as I say, it changes all the time to the point in the summer um, it can really get very low and our children at age 10 and 5 can spend a lot of time with a wee inflatable. Oh, brilliant. Well... This is a really beautiful spot and I'm glad this was this is my last stop on the tour but for anyone who comes along to do the, the full two hours the far more stops beyond this but it's a lovely place to finish so thanks so much Wendy. You're most welcome. Thank you so much Leanne. Thank you very much for this episode. Thank you also to everyone who Leanne met on her travels as well as Kilmacomb Farm Tours who we just heard from there was also Gordon and Susie with the Roundhouse at Craig Maddy Muir, Selina at Errington Cheese, Jenny at the Wee Farm Distillery in Forth, all of whom you'll find on goruralscotland.com, along with lots of other farm-based visitor experiences just like them. The members of Go Rural are all consumer-facing farmers. They all work hard to build relationships between rural and urban Scotland and to build a better understanding of how food and drink from Scottish farms is produced to the highest welfare and environmental standards. And I will always emphasize this in these episodes, how much I take my hat off personally to all of those people showcasing our industry. They're working hard as a shop window on behalf of farmers like me who just don't do that sort of thing. Um, you can find all of the members of Go Rural Scotland on the website, as I said, goruralscotland.com. And we're going to be partnering with that organisation again very soon, showcasing days out near Inverness. 
I'm going to leave you now with our usual reminder. On Farm, this podcast is made by our team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And you can give us a shout. You can talk to us if you need a podcast or help with any rural food or farming PR and comms. So, that's it from me, and bye for now.